podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th, with me, Kukin Cassius, and some very special guests, Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn... You get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. This is Colin McGuigan for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Oh, you know my name, huh? Oh, yeah, I do know your name. <laughs> I'm your biggest fan, secretly. And listen, I'm, yeah, listen, you better be nice to me. You know why? Do you know, do you know why? Because I'm going to be an usher at your wedding with Sonny Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. I fucking know you were next. I'm not in on it, but it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. This is Colin McGregor for AFL TV, probably sponsored by Everlast. Eddie, this in Detroit, this revenge for Alicia Baumgartner, this is a massive moment for her career, yeah? Massive. A big moment for her career, for women's boxing. Come on, I love the fight because Lenardo is tough as nails. We had her fight Katie Taylor. She was the 140-pound world champion. She hits hard. She's super strong. She doesn't stop coming forward. And when you clash the styles with Alicia Baumgarten that likes to sit in the pocket, throw hands, throw big shots, it's going to be a really, really good fight. So massive fights out there for Alicia Baumgartner. But first things first, got to revenge the only defeat on her record. And, and you can see how much it means to her to try and get that win and eradicate that loss, which was many years ago now, but really changed the direction of her career. Alicia's not made it any secret that she really predicts this will end in a stoppage. Mm. Do you believe that as well? I don't know, you know, these girls are tough. You've got Carissa Shields over there who you see batter opponents and they just keep on coming. And Lenardo has a great chin. She's got a great engine. She's gonna be very hard to stop. She, by the way, thinks that Alicia fades in fights. So she's gonna be trying to, you know, really take the the gas out of her engine. Um, But I think Alicia has the punch power to stop anyone and uh, she'll be trying. And that's what's so exciting. You know, when you've got fighters that are going for the knockout and, and Alicia does that every time. She said she'll go up, she'll go down. She doesn't yeah. matter what to her what she does next. She's so comfortable at the weight. Would you like to maybe do that Michaela Meyer rematch here, Little Caesars Arena, Detroit? Does that attract you at all? Yeah, I, I don't. I have no problem making the Meyer fight. I mean, Meyer seemed to come out the other day and suggest that she was going to move up to 140, 147. You know, I like the fight with Terry Harper. I like the fight with Sandy Ryan. You know, you've got her fighting Jessica McCaskill. Chantel Cameron, I don't know, I mean, there's like, we've got so many fights with Michaela Meyer, and this is, of, of course, another big one with Alicia Baumgartner. But at the same time, I think Alicia Baumgartner is looking to become two division undisputed, fight all these other champions. I love Amanda Serrano against Alicia Baumgartner. I think it's such a great fight. I mean, Amanda Serrano is such a great fighter. She's a seven division world champion. Um, she's undisputed at 126. You know, actually, um, Alicia can make 126. You know, but I feel like Amanda could come up and try and become undisputed at 130. You know, she's got her fight coming up. There's so many great fights out there, but don't sleep on tomorrow night. This is no stroll in the park. Talk me through the additions to the AJ card August 12th. We've just heard two major announcements that Dempsey McKean will fight Philip Hergovich and we'll also see Johnny Fisher on that card. Yeah, so two heavyweight fights added. One as many heavyweight fights and there'll hopefully be another big heavyweight fight to be added to that card as well. But firstly, two fights very important for different reasons. One, in the heavyweight landscape, Philip Hergovich against Dempsey McKean. You know, Hergovich is a mandatory challenger um, for Alexander Usyk. That fight will be called, no doubt, next because obviously the timings now of Fury against Ngannou and and Usyk against Dubois. So now what we're going to see is Dempsey McKean in a massive fight for Australian boxing trying to nick that mandatory spot of Philip Hergovich. But... 
tough fight. Hergovic for a long time, widely respected, was a little bit off the boil against Zhang after beating him, but you know had his personal problems as well. It's a really good fight. And so is Johnny Fisher against Harry Armstrong. First 10-rounder for Johnny Fisher, Southern Area title, the whole 0-2 is going to be behind him. Armstrong's 6'6", he's got fast hands. It's a dangerous, dangerous fight for Johnny Fisher, but two fights at the different spectrums of the heavyweight landscape are going to be a heavyweight night, August 12th at the O2. You referred there to the extra heavyweight fight, Derek Chisora. Yeah. Who's his likely opponent? Um, he wants a real fight. You know, I've seen the opponent names that are, are going around at the moment, and, you know, there's an argument of what, where is Derek Chisora in his career. And a lot of the names that I've mentioned, or sorry, that's been mentioned, are very live opponents against him. Give us an idea. Uh, no. Why do you do this? Because it's good for the fans to get an idea. And, you know, this is a pay-per-view event. People want to know what the likely names that are going to be. They also want to know when the fight's done. There's no point me telling Of course, you but, you know, like, okay. wet the appetite. Okay. Light names. Um, uh, Tony Tucker. Um, Tyrell Biggs. Um, Calder Truth Williams. You're not selling this pay-per-view, no, Great here. I don't need to sell the pay-per-view. Pay-per-view is massive. We've just given you two heavyweight fights there. It looks like Derek Chisora will be on the card as well. There'll be four heavyweight fights on the card. So take your time. Relax. Did you see a big, right big... Yes, I've got a bone to pick with you. Auntie Don? Yeah. She was on to me this Mate, morning as well. You have been completely catfished. <laughs> by? Stinker. By whoever that is DMing you. Because Auntie Dawn has watched the entire interview. Now, whether you were pulling my plonker... Right? I was pulling your oh, plonker, you? Edward. Tell you what, I'll fucking knock you spark out. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, she's watched it and she's messaged me, right? And she's gone... She's gone... Arnie Dawn has gone, thank God you didn't say the C word. Eddie, I am worried about your health. Please go and see a doctor. And for the record, I am not on Instagram. Love you. <laughs> she watches everything. Oh, yeah. Shout out Auntie Dawn. I'm going to have to. I mean, it didn't bother me that you said that you were DMing her, but I didn't, couldn't sleep last night thinking I was going to wring your neck today. <laughs> Eddie, Big Baby Miller commented on uh, our interview from yesterday. I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram. He said that, it suited your narrative at the time to, to talk about Logan Paul KSI and now that Fury's fighting Ngannou, it doesn't suit that. Oh, what a tit. KSI against Logan Paul is two YouTubers. What the fuck is he talking about it? I'm, listen, I'm, have I ever moaned about Fury and Ngannou? I've never said that. I said I understand it, but you can't spend your whole time saying, I don't care about the money and I just want to be a great and I'll beat Usyk, he's a middleweight, he's useless, he's a rat like and then get offered 80 million and turn it down because so I don't I have no problem with Fury and Garner. I've, I've told you that it's a complete mismatch he's the best proclaimed heavyweight in the world against a bloke who's never boxed before in a professional ring but people will watch you saw the interview with Dimitri you know as I'm, I'm not would I buy it probably not but do I want to see the outcome yeah I do I'll, you know and, and Garner can't win but it'll be a good event and I don't like I said you know I think it's bad for boxing, but I understand the event. But what you can't have is, you can't have everything that's said before not taken into consideration. Because if you want to ruin me every day and play back interviews that I played, that I said three years ago, two years ago, or even Frank Warren a couple of months ago saying, oh, those lot are all going off to Saudi Arabia chasing the money, but Tyson Fury is going to be in Wembley back home where he wants to be against so-and-so, and then go, to go and fight France and Garnu, or say that Usyk's rubbish, or say Usyk, no one's ever heard of Alexander Usyk, he's not a big name, and then headline him on pay-per-view on BT a couple of months later. Like, you know, I know we live in a world of hypocrisy in boxing, but fair's fair. Chisora, Jarrell Miller, no? No. Definitely not? Absolutely not.
you went for dinner with Regis Progray. What was the outcome of that dinner? If if it is going to be Heaney against Tiafimo, is it going to have to be the Sandor Martin fight? It was a Cajun chicken super bowl, super food bowl. Uh, it was actually called a Hollywood bowl. It was nice, yeah. You enjoyed yourself? It was lovely. Um, I want to make Regis against Devin Haney. We've been talking a lot. Obviously, Devin's had his issues over the last couple of days. Um, and I think that's the right fight for both guys. I, I said to you earlier, like, I'm, I need to really start pushing on these fighters and the advisors and the managers to take the big fights. They need to be rewarded. It's not just... But at the same time, I don't want to make... And DAZN doesn't want to make standard defences that don't excite you. So we don't really want to see Regis against Sandal Martin. We want to see Regis against Devin Haney. I don't really want to see Belanger against, I don't know, someone. I want to see Belanger against Mungia. So let's pay a little bit more. Let's get the fighters happy and let's make the fights. And, and that Haney against Progray is absolutely one of them. Connor Ben situation, it feels like we're always talking about this one week thing and it's just it's never ending. Why, why is that though? Because we're waiting on an answer. And yeah. is this down to you, Carter? It's down to the hearing. I can't, you know, I know that you think I run world boxing, own the zone, um, run the British Boxing Board of Control, judge every fight personally, uh, and also run UCAD apparently. Like, I, it's a hearing going on. I can't tell you. We Why were, do we keep getting told a week? Well, I think we that's what the told, fans are annoyed we with. We were told to expect an answer on the day or within 48 hours. And then by the end of the week. Now we're being told there has been a decision. But it has to be written. This is like, now this is a proper hearing, Colm. This isn't like some geezer send you a message going, all right, mate, sweet. Yeah, we've had the hearing. All good. Crack on. This is something where a report has to be written up, 20-page report, to, but the decision's been made. But I don't know what that decision is. I can't tell you. So it's imminent. It's absolutely imminent. Could be, we could have already had it. Or it could come to Check your, your emails, WhatsApp, really, and give us an idea. You really are intrusive in terms of your questions. I mean... It's like I have some kind of obligation to you to tell you my entire business. It's more so for the fans to keep on getting told this is one week away, one week away, imminent. And I know you're you're referring to UCAD, right? But the fans want to know why there's this constant. I can't tell you. I, we, I can only I only ever tell you what like we're told in that situation. I've told you when the hearing was, and we should have an answer on the day or by the end of the week. We've been told now a decision has been made, but until I receive that report or the ruling. I can't, I can't, I, I, I can make it up if you want. He's cleared. It's unbelievable. He's fighting Eubank. You know, you know, it's like, you know, the, the thing is, is you see all this stuff. Calla said this, Eubank's tweeted that, Liam Smith said there's no deal. There is no deal for Eubank against Liam Smith. But of course, sooner or later, they're going to have to make that fight. If they want to do that now, today, and lose the Conor Ben fight, no problem. I understand. It's been a long time. It's, and Conor Ben's got loads of options. But when the decision's been made and you're waiting for the written report, it's, it is imminent. And I don't know what, which way it's going to go. I have no idea. I wasn't at the hearing. I haven't seen the, the evidence. I haven't seen any of that. I'm just being told, this is the hearing today. You'll have an answer then. So um, I've talked about this Conor Ben case for, for not a year, but not far off. Every single day. And you know why? It would have broke so many people. But I'm fucking, I'm just, well, I'm, I'm, I'm built different, baby. If, if Conor Ben's cleared, right, last one on Conor Ben, if he's cleared and it's not Eubank, what month is he going to be back and who's what the likely month? opponent? Yeah. September. He'll fight. If he's cleared, he'll fight September 23rd. 
Is it going to be a big fight or is it going to be like a tune-up fight? In September? Yeah. And we don't know an opponent if it's not Chris Eubank? I mean, it could be Manny Pacquiao. could be Josh. I love the Josh Taylor fight. Would he be ready for September? Mm, probably not. But do we push it into October? Maybe. if it, Once we see. But Eubank's ready to fight September 23rd. But our decision, we're not like saying, oh, if we don't get... I mean, you know the whole world's called out Conor Ben. So if we don't get Chris Eubank, it's not the end of the world. That's just a great fight. Massive fight for both of them. But... Until I get this piece of paper, I can't tell you. You recently signed Jai Opatai yes. to your stable. Will that mean that Matchroom Australia is back on? Yeah, it's never gone anywhere. It's just that we've been focused. I mean, all these people are fucking mad. Like, whoa, they haven't done a show since October. Matchroom Australia is good. It's not, no. We've been pretty busy, but we look to do a show in August. We're looking to do Jai Opatai against Richard Reactor August 20. 26. Is that a Saturday? Yeah, no. Oh no, no, middle of the night, August 23rd, middle of the week, Wednesday night, sorry, Wednesday night. In Australia? Yes. Do you believe that's a situation where maybe boxers are saying, the same situation as Fraser Clark, react for No. No, it'll be a purse bit. I mean, look, we've made an offer to Boxer and to Richard Reactor, which is, in terms of the purse bid split, a far superior offer to what we've been offered for Jai Pataya. So we want to bring the fight to Australia. Now, we, we are also prepared to stage that fight in London. But we will go into the purse bid with Tasman Fighters, our partner, win the purse bid and have the option to stage that in London or stage that in, in Australia, unless an offer is made that suits Jaya Pattaya. But the offer that's been made is like, <laughs> the offer that's been made is less than Richard Reactor's getting. So it's a 65-35 split. It's ridiculous, but um, we're ready to make that fight happen. It's a great fight. Richard's a great fighter. Jaya Pattaya is number one cruiserweight in the world. And let's make it happen. Edward, thank you very much for your time. Shout out Antonia. Thank you, Cole. A cheeky fucker. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.